This program is part of the Cosmic Potato Podcast Network. For more shows like this, visit our website at CosmicPotato.com. It all began on March 31st, 1985. Welcome to the greatest sports entertainment spectacular of all time. Welcome to WrestleMania. And from that historic moment on, the world has witnessed the greatest main events in sports entertainment history. Center stage at WrestleMania. That was then. This is now. A fatal four-way elimination match. The World Wrestling Federation's biggest WrestleMania ever. Jim McMahon in each corner. The fatal four-way elimination match for the WWF titles. A dysfunctional family. What the hell kind of family did I marry into? Stephanie slapped her own mother. Straight into the West Hampton's. One man's dream will come true. One man only will raise the WWF Championship when the battle is over. Triple H, The Big Show, The Rock, Mick Foley. WrestleMania, where championship lore is born and legends live forever. This is the crowning achievement in sports entertainment. Watch out. Hey everybody, welcome to a review of Mania. This is Rob, along with Zach. Yo, it's WrestleMania 2000. Woo, we have made it. The yeah, we re- we wrestle we reviewed two thousand WrestleManias. Yes, we've it was great. We made it through the Roman Reigns era, and now we're in Cyborg Cena era. Era, it's great. Yes, yes. So, WrestleMania sixteen, April second, twenty two thousand, in Anaheim, twenty hundred, twenty one hundred. Triple H, Cyborg Triple H is booking this. Uh, so, Lillian Garcia sings the national anthem, and the intro package shows the old WrestleManias saying that that was then, and this is now. And it goes over the Fatal 4-Way, and nothing else. Fireworks. Well, I mean, I mean, that was really the big story, was the McMahon in every corner. Yes. Yes. Including so, Zombie Linda. Oh yeah. Well, don't worry, she'll be more a zombie next year. So I don't know if that's possible. Oh, it's possible. <laughs> oh man. So yes. So leading up to this, we have got all kinds of stuff going on. We have got the fatal four way between the big show, Triple H, The Rock. And finally, and Chris Foley. Jericho. And Chris Jericho, exactly. Yes. Man. So originally, it's supposed to be Chris Jericho, and then they said, "No, you're going to be an opener." Um, no, not the opener. Um, so eventually, so essentially, at the Royal Rumble, <clears throat> Triple H and Mick Foley, as mankind, uh, fought. Or sorry, as Cactus Jack fought, and. Uh, Really, really awesome match, and Triple H won. So they had a career-ending 
match, if Mick Foley lost at the previous month's pay-per-view, he'd retire. Well, that retirement lasted all of two weeks. And basically, uh, they booked this final four-way with McMahon in every corner with Linda giving Mick Foley her, or him, excuse me, uh, his dream of headlining a WrestleMania. Yeah, I mean, he really didn't want to come back, from what I've been told, <laughs> but they offered him a boatload of money to come back, and the main event slot, so he was kind of like, well, I guess I kind of have to. Yeah. Got these bills. Yeah. Oh, I have these kids. That too. So, um, they had, so like, this was like WrestleMania 2000, like, they had a video game after this. One of the best video games on Nintendo 64 for wrestling fans. Um, this was a big thing. I remember this also had the WrestleMania All Day event. Hmm. Which I watched. I did not. We had a big I wasn't watching party. at this point. We had a big WrestleMania party. We had the All Day, which I think was seventy nine ninety nine, Something like that. It was eight hours, essentially, going over... All the WrestleManias leading up to WrestleMania 16. Clips, highlights, stuff like that. And then you also got the four-hour WrestleMania on top of that? Yes. Well, now you can get 12 hours of WrestleMania for nine ninety nine. Exactly. What an what a era we live in. I know. Which is what it's going to be when we get to WrestleMania, what is it, where we're on 35? Yes. Yeah. That's going to be like 17 hours. Three short weeks. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be like twenty-seven hours. Oh God. Yeah, I'm not looking forward to reviewing that. But uh, yeah, so really, the Fatal Four Way was 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 the big event. Steve Austin is out, uh, famously run over at Survivor Series. Um, he needed neck surgery. Due to the uh, Owen Hart botched uh, pile driver in '97, and this honestly is when Triple H really came into the game. We've got uh, the Triple H and Stephanie McMahon Helmsley era going on now, where a very very famous angle where Stephanie was going to be married to Test and. Triple H drugged her and made it made her get married without her consent while she was passed on the car in Las Vegas. Imagine if Stephanie actually married Test. How things would be different now. Oh, God. Well, hopefully he'd still be alive. Rest in peace. But Well, potentially. But he liked his roids a little too much. Just a tiny bit. Um, yeah, That would be weird. It's the Test and Test... Stephanie era. I, I don't know. Maybe they just Stephanie also started taking roids and they both just crab flex together. Yes. Eating Kraft macaroni and cheese. Because Test is Canadian. Mm. I don't know. But yeah, so Triple H really came into his own during this one year from 15 to 16. He is now the man. He is the WWF champion. He won that uh, back at SummerSlam 99. He's also humongous. He is huge, yes. Very, very huge. 
And uh, the rest of these matches are just kind of there. I mean, that's, that's, I don't know. I don't know if I necessarily agree with that. There, are, I think there's some highlights here and there. Uh, no, I agree. But I think like WrestleMania 16 is known for this and the uh, triangle ladder match, which we'll see. Which is basically TLC point five. Yes. The so the previous year, the Hardy Boys and the Edge of Christian had their series of tag team ladder matches. Uh, the No Mercy ninety nine being the first one that was just amazing. And uh, was that one, the tit? <clears throat> yes, that was the Terry Invitational Tournament. The tit. Yes. And by now, Terry's already turned heel. Got rid of them, and now she's completely gone from both these teams. It's true. Also, the Hardys are no longer the Brood. No, they are just the Hardy Boys. And uh, are they with? Are they still with? Um, what's his face? Oh, Gangrel? No, 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 no. Freebird. Oh, Michael Hayes. Michael Hayes. Thank you. I don't know why I was. I don't know why I couldn't think of that. I know the voice, Doc um, Hendricks. I don't know if Michael Hayes is still around. He should be because he like really he the Hardy style really fit him really well. He did look pretty swanky in this Hardy pants and his mm. velvet shirt. That's true. Then we also have the introduction of the well, no, the hardcore title was there last year. So yes, the hardcore title was there. Uh, it's much more prominently featured in this WrestleMania. It's true. It's like the richest prize in wrestling, or the one of them. There you go. All right. So we have this intro. We have this rap intro. One of my this is the most like best intro I remember. I love this intro. It's a it's a pretty good song, but it, see, here's the thing. Vince really wanted to use "California Love" by Jay Z and Tupac, and uh, they said yeah. no. So he said, Jim Johnston, you make me a song that's just as good as that one. And it's, it's Dr. Dre, not Jay-Z. I know. I said it badly on purpose. Oh, I'm ruining the joke. Yeah. Oh, damn, sorry. Because Vince doesn't actually know who these people are. No, that is true. That would <laughs> yeah, have been no. awesome to have California <laughs> love. Yeah, no. Uh, so, yeah, no, uh... Dr. Dre, uh, Tupac, they wanted, he wanted that song. He like heard it on some, th- somewhere. It's actually surprising that he, he actually knew what that song was because like apparently he, he's like 15 years behind the times in terms of pop culture reference. And, uh, California Love is pretty current right around this time. No, no, it was not. Uh, try 1994, brother. So he's like, only God. six years? It was only six years. God damn, guys. I heard this great song. Right. This is, I think it was on the shampoo commercial. They talked about well, Sassoon. Yeah. I said I said fairly current or pretty current. <laughs> For Vince, that's like really good. It's like, yeah, 93 or 94. It was right after he got out of prison. Tupac, that is. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, there you go. We almost had... Something the awesome. Although I could imagine seeing like the the intro package of like set the tu- set the Tupac. Like I gonna hit like chair shots to the beat of the song. I don't, I don't yeah, know. body slams to the beat. 
I mean, stranger things have happened. In re- more recent years, they've gone from more metal things to just any random pop song that they can get. Anything they um, can get from Flo Rida. Or anything they could get from Florida. I remember one year for SummerSlam, they had a Demi Lovato song as the as the theme song. Oh God, that's right. So like, you know, Tupac, Dr. Dre, not not necessarily the the worst. Yeah, yeah, true. All right, well, let's get into the first match. We had The Godfather and D'Lo Brown. Now they're a tag team for some reason. With Ice T! Yes, everybody's favorite detective. Pimp or die. Pimp or die, homie. Pimp and ain't, pimp and ain't easy, man. Ow! There you go. God fights from the house, damn it. Grab your bitches! Pimpin' ain't, pimpin' ain't easy, man. 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 Ice-T comes down this song Well, Ice-T is singing and doing his thing. They are both wearing big-ass white coats, feather coats. And cigars. Yes, big-ass cigars. Orlena would be like, oh, my God. Got no chance against the best. All right, so, like, Charles Wright... Godfather. Yes. Looked like he was having the time of his life. Dude, he had sexy women with him. He had a very well-known rapper singing his theme song. And then yelling, grab your bitches. Well, I yeah, I know. But, like, considering the stuff that he had to do prior to this, Papa Shango, Kama Mustafa, or Kama the Ultimate Fighting Machine. Like, <laughs> yes. Like, he just looked like he was having the best time. Yes. He did his spiel about grabbing a fatty and being your pimp daddy. Oh, God, it aged horribly. Everything about this WrestleMania for the most part, has aged horribly. Yes, I agree. Someone had an I Heart Boss Man and Bull Buchanan sign. How much that was, a that, pl- that was a plan. I was going to say, how much did that been. person get paid? Who the fuck would write I Heart Boss Man and Bull Buchanan for their sign? I don't know. Oh, that I was mean, great. I mean, nobody really likes, nobody has really liked Boss Man. Hey, Boss Man is great. But Boss yes, Man is okay. He was a, he was a heel. But you, know, but you know who was really impressive in this match? D'Lo. Well, no, well okay, D'Lo is, D'Lo is a good worker. No, Bull Buchanan impressed the hell out of me in this yes. match. And wanna know, you want to know how soon he debuted? Three weeks or yeah, so. Yeah, before this match. Before this match. I was shocked. Yeah, I'm listening to the retro Raw and SmackDown, or Raw and Nitro on... Uh, Figure Four Radio, and this is where they're at right now. They're just like two weeks prior to WrestleMania 2000. I was like, ah, how convenient. I just watched this. The Shield got their outfits from Big Boss Man, and and, uh, I'm sticking by that. The Shield straight up stole Boss Man's No, the Big Boss Man is the Shield's daddy. Yes. Hmm. But that would mean that he would have to go to Samoa at some point. Maybe he did. 
Hmm. You never know. Yeah, but yeah, but he has that like Confederate tattoo on his arm. I don't know if that would necessarily go all over very well in Samoa. Maybe. I mean, this was two thousand. You never know. Hmm. That's true. JR says that we have nineteen thousand seven hundred and seventy-six people, and that the Arrowhead Pond is sold out. Bo and D'Lo start off. D'Lo gets an early knockdown with a heel kick. Bossman is then tagged in and tees off on the Godfather. But Father, Godfather comes back with several clotheslines and then a mafia kick for a two. A ten punch in the corner by D'Lo on Bull, and then a flying clothesline by Bull on D'Lo out of nowhere. A scissor kick on D'Lo for, uh, by Bull for a two. And then quick tags by Big Boss Man and Bull Buchanan. Finally, Bull slaps a long bear, bear hug on D'Lo. Eventually, Bull lets go, and they tag to Boss Man, and they double-team D'Lo with kicks. D'Lo tries for some offense by hitting a running crossbody, but it's caught by Boss Man into a backbreaker. So, fuck your offense, D'Lo. Uh, Bull is not tagged Damn it, D'Lo. Exactly, Sorry. damn it. Bull is not tagged in and goes to the top rope and is crotched by the Godfather by shaking the ropes. D'Lo hits a hurricanrana and then gets a tag to the Godfather finally. So yeah, this entire match was D'Lo Brown getting his ass whooped. Well, part of me thinks that it was because Vince saw what Godfather was wearing, that shiny-ass shirt, and he was like, you can't wear that shirt. And he's like, that's the only shirt I'm wearing. (laughs) <laughs> and and then he's like, D'Lo, you have to do all the match now. Yes. Because, like, I was getting dizzy looking at the boss man, or at Godfather's shirt. <laughs> like, it did not work well with the lights. Oh, man. Well, so he's tagged. Big boss man is then tagged in as well. Godfather hits the whole train on the boss man, which is just a running splash into the corner with train sound effects by Jerry Lawler. Uh, Ooh, D- <laughs> D-Lo then climbs the top rope But is pushed off by Bull D-Lo gets hit with the boss man slam And then a leg drop off the top rope by Bull And he hit the cover So yeah, your winners Bull Buchanan and Big Boss Man And my god That top rope leg drop Oh my god Bull literally jumped to the top rope From the From Big the apron. floor Yeah I'm like, where was this the rest of your career? Yeah, he, he quickly retired that, that leg drop off the top rope for his well, even just that athleticism of jumping from the from the mat to the top rope, that's like seven feet. He had his WrestleMania moment. He's done. Yeah, next thing we know, he's going to be B-squared. Oh, no. It was an okay match. I gave it a 1.5 stars. It was a pretty standard tag team match where D'Lo was cut off from the ring and had to make desperation tag. But it didn't really mean much when the heels pick up the win. I mean, yeah, it was just a, it was an okay opener. I think they probably could have put anything in there and the crowd would have gone crazy. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, it's WrestleMania. Well, okay, that's not going to happen this WrestleMania. I can guarantee you that. Well, next time we record, we'll have to see. All right. Uh, after the match, the big boss man and Bull Buchanan chase away the hose away. Randomly, they're like taunting and growling at them. <laughs> well, 
I don't know. They, they don't I guess like they're... women. Rawr. <laughs> yes, they don't like women. We like things that... that are not good. <laughs> I think that was. I think we just made that canon. They don't like women. They're just like, er, we only like nightsticks and black. <laughs> wow. Take that out of context. We then cut to Triple yes. H and Stephanie in the back. Talking about how good it is, the how good the WWF championship belt looks, and how big the diamonds are. But then Stephanie, yeah, mentions, they rec- they recently had changed from the eagle to the big cookie belt. Yeah, um, no, they did it back in '98. Well, yeah, I don't know. I always I always think of Austin as having the winged eagle, but I guess I guess not. He only had it from. The night after WrestleMania 14 to sometime in like mid 98, I believe. Cause I yeah. remember seeing like, like the WWF Warzone game with, you know, Stone Cold on the front. They had, yeah. they had the, the new, the new belt, I guess you could call it. And then they went back, then they went over to the Rattlesnake Smoking Skull belt. Oh, okay. Uh, I, I just always associate the cookie belt with, uh, Triple H or The Rock. I don't really associate it with Steve Austin. No, because Steve Austin usually had his rattlesnake belt. Mm-hmm. His, his, his custom belt. Uh, so Stephanie says, Oh, but look at the diamond ring on my finger. And then they cut, and then they mention that the McMahon Helmsley era is going to put on the best WrestleMania ever. Oh, yeah, to let you guys know, the McMahon Helmsley are essentially the authority of the year 2000. It's basically they, the they've exact been doing same thing. the same fucking authority storyline for eighteen years now, nineteen years now. Yeah, but I don't know. The authority had a, a few more henchmen. Yeah, true, but still, it's Stephanie and thirteen Triple man H. hardcore battle royal. Taz versus Viscera versus Pete Gas versus Joey Abs versus Rodney versus Hardcore Holly versus Takamichinoku. Versus Funaki, sad. Versus Mosh, versus Thrasher, versus Bradshaw, versus Fruk, versus your hardcore champion, the hardcore Houdini, Crash Holly. With his scale. His scale, because he only fights super heavyweights. Because he is a super heavyweight. Because the scale's broken. Yes. So essentially, we got six tag teams in Crash. Well, he's a tag team with hardcore. Yeah, that's true. So there you go. Six. Yeah. Everyone. Okay. Yeah. No one. Ta- no one uh, tags with Taz. No, because <laughs> Taz is unlikable. Yes. I said, oh, man, this is going to be hard to recap. Everyone <laughs> fights. Taz suplexes Crash and becomes the hardcore champion. The match is like 15 minutes long and anyone can be a champion. Last man standing wins. It's essentially... They did something similar to this many years later where they did a championship scramble where you could pin somebody and be the interim champion. And then whoever was the champion at the end of the match was the real champion. The only difference here is the title actually changed hands all (laughs) during this match. They recognize these title changes. And they recognize the title changes. Oh, man. Uh, Viscera lightly slams Taz. Taz is back on the on the ring uh, post, and then onto the floor, and he pins Taz. The Mean Street Posse attacks Viscera with weapon shots. Crashes and is busted open as the APA goes after Viscera. Viscera, a pipe 
A pipe? I don't know why I mentioned about a pipe. Uh, this is oh, a they, they, they had like a pipe backstage that they were beating Viscera with. Oh, that's okay. So I mentioned it and then like went off on another tangent. Can we uh, stop and talk about the Mean Street Posse for just a second? Yes, and how awesome they are. Yes, and how they're and how two of the members are actually Shane McMahon's friends. Yes, go run ahead. Okay, so Rodney and uh, and Pete Gas, which are just the best names. Yes, uh, were actual friends of Shane's growing up in like high school in in Connecticut. And then he was like, yeah, so I'm doing this wrestling thing. And they were like, cool, can we see this? And so they ended up joining on. And uh, Abs was an actual wrestler like in their developmental thing. And they just paired him up with them so that he could actually wrestle and they wouldn't actually get hurt. But as we can see in this match, that didn't actually happen very well. No, they were get their asses whooped. Hmm. Bradshaw goes crazy with cookie sheet shots, hitting everyone. Hawkeye Holly hits Viscera with a trash can lid, but only gets a two. Several cookie shot, uh, sheet shots to Taz by Rodney. Uh, meanwhile, while Viscera isn't even being attacked, he grabs the cookie sheet and tees off on uh, Mosher. Uh, then Funaki finally hits Taz. Uh, he tries to jump on the back with a choke, but Viscera... Swats him off with a cookie sheet shot to the head. Uh, Viscera climbs the top rope and is thrown off by uh, the APA. A 2x4 shot that breaks over the back of Viscera. And Kai and Tai gets the cover, but Funaki is called the winner. And Taka attacks Funaki as they chase each other around the, down the side. Everyone is running towards the back. Now, uh, in the back, the mainstream posse is attacking Funaki. Rodney picks up the win at 6.50 as Joey Abs hits a gut wrench suplex on the concrete and picks up the win at 6... Sorry, 7.36. I don't know how he put 6.36 when it... Or no, it would have been 6.36 because it's going down. Sorry. So yeah, at 6.36, he picks up the victory. He slams Rodney into a steel garage door and picks up the victory. Thrasher, uh, Thrasher then uh, runs away towards the ring. They fight down the aisle... Pete Gas grabs Pete Gas grabs the fire extinguisher and then hits him with the extinguisher. A very bloodied Pete Gas wins at roughly five minutes and thirty seconds. Yeah, I don't know how he got busted open. I think it was Bradshaw. Bradshaw was I. I was watching Bradshaw throughout this entire match, and he was just waffling people because he's a jerk. Yeah, he is a jerk. Taz quickly attacks Pete Gas, who has a crimson mask of blood at this point. Pete Gas gets suplexed by Taz. And again by, and now again as hardcore champion, hardcore Holly quickly attacks Taz, slamming him into the ring, but only gets a two. Uh, sorry, into the ring steps, only gets a two. Mosh tries covering Taz several times, but kicks out every time. Hardcore Holly throws Taz into the ring, uh, but Hark, the Holly cousins are both double teaming Taz, but Taz single leg uh, takes down Crash Holly. Taz tries for a cover on Crash, but. It, uh, it's a kick out and even JR and King are wondering why Taz is going for the cover as he's the champion you know it's just a habit yeah of course we are finally down under two minutes Taz hits a big belly to belly overhead suplex to hardcore Holly uh, there's a power slam and goes for a cover but Crash breaks it up a big drop kick by hardcore Holly and Taz 
kicks out with 56 seconds left. Taz suplexes Hardcore out of the ring. Crash hits Taz with a cookie sheet and gets the championship back with 32 seconds left. Taz gets back up and gets the Taz mission on Crash with 15 seconds left. And then he is counting and holding with 10 seconds and still holding on to the Hardcore Championship. Hardcore Holly then comes in with a candy jar and smashes it over the head of Crash Holly with 3 seconds left. But the 3 count occurs, but Hardcore kicks out and the bell rings and it's called that Hardcore Holly is a new champion after some hesitation by Howard Finkel. So after... So they yeah, they, yep. they messed up the finish yep. somehow. So uh, they messed it up. The replay is and shows the ref stopping at the, the count with 1 second left. And they still say that there is some controversy to kind of get themselves out of it. So, even they I mean, they screwed it up. It was supposed to be him winning at one second left or whatever. And they you know, messed it up by one second. So, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I feel like if he would have just did it, no one would have cared. And really, no one did care. But yeah. No, because it was the hardcore title, and at this point, there had been so many title changes, everybody just viewed it as comedy. Oh, yeah. So they show a video for WWF Access, and I think the best thing I always wanted to do was do call a match with Michael Cole. No, why would you want to call a match with Michael Cole? Well, back then, he was actually not bad, I guess. He was bad, but, like, he didn't have a choice. Well, I mean, if it was, like... Jerry Lawler or JR, I would think that would be cool. Or Jim Cornette. Imagine calling a match with Jim Cornette. Oh, that'd be fun as hell. Yeah, we could talk about Wendy's the entire time. There you go. Yeah. Another time he went to Dairy Queen. Oh, a big slam. <laughs> There's Biker Taker was there too. Yeah. I was shocked. I was like, Biker Taker isn't a thing yet. That's for summer 2000. Well, I think what it was was he was just, they were just like, Mark, you need to go sign autographs. And he's like, okay, I'm doing it. Okay, but I I don't, I cut my hair. Is that okay, Vince? You what? (laughs) And then they had to fix his gimmick afterwards. I'm going to be wearing this bandana and this biker suit. The recap video, though, lasted way too goddamn long. It was like yeah, it was seven like, minutes. No, it was like, yeah, it's just like, we get it. You, you're signing things. And then it's like, like, oh, but then we have to show Terry signing things. And then we have to show Kane signing things. Stone Cold was there. Yeah, Stone Cold was there. It's like, how are you recovering from getting hit by that car? Uh, you know. I'm getting there, brother. What? <laughs> oh, I wasn't thinking yet either. No, uh, yeah, Stone Cold was there, surprisingly. And he's like, yeah, WrestleMania is great. Ah, oh, you see all the fans. WF access. Woo! I think he was drunk. Maybe I don't know. Either way, it was awesome, but the video lap package lasted way too long. Now it feels like super corporate-y. Where back then, like they could, you could tell they were getting to like what it is today with all the memorabilia and all that. Yeah, I mean, like, when they show WWE access <laughs> nowadays, it seems kind of like a comic book It seems very sterilized, yeah. Like an SDCC or something, where you're not actually going to meet anybody, but you can see all this kind of cool stuff. Oh, no, you got to pay to meet everybody. It seems like, I mean, maybe back then you had to pay extra, but now it's like, oh, you want to meet the big stars? Oh, you're going to pay an extra 200 bucks. 
No, thank you. Yeah. I'll just go pay $10 at WrestleCon to go meet superstar wrestler Virgil. Yeah, Virgil. Woo! <laughs> you, you, quick question. Are you doing anything for WrestleMania this year? Seeing as it's in New York. Uh, no. Uh, I am going to stay home, and I am going to potentially watch it live. It depends on what my work schedule is like. Ah. I thought about doing something, not maybe going to WrestleMania, but maybe going to up there and seeing something, but... I mean, there's some matches that I would like to go see. Like, I would like to go to the Black Label Pro Show, um, Joey Janela's Spring Break, those sorts of things. Yeah. But it's, it's like, it's not, it's definitely not in my budget this year. Yeah, same, same. Oh, well, there's always next year. Yeah, but where is it going to be next year? Florida and Tampa. Oh, I hate Florida. Yeah, at least it'll be warm, though. Yeah, well, it'll be like in the 50s up in New York, potentially. Yeah, yeah. It's not bad. Yeah, definitely. Either way, it's in my neck of the woods. I'm not in Florida, but in southeast. Yay. Al Snow isn't talking to someone in the toilet stall. Steve Blackman walks in and asks, what the hell is going on? And then you hear a toilet flush. And then he goes, God, he throws in a can of uh, air freshener. Yeah, I, I really like Steve Blackman. Um, he reminds me of Kenshiro from Fist of the North Star, just in <laughs> terms of what he looks like. And he's just like a badass. Yes. And, and he's actually a real life badass, too, because uh, do you know the story of him getting into the WWF? No. So... um. He was actually supposed to debut in like ninety three. What? But he got, yeah, but he got malaria. Whoa! And when he got malaria, he like lost like a hundred pounds. Whoa! And, and so it took him four years or so to uh, get his muscle back. But he was really good friends with Owen Hart, and Owen Hart got him back in. Dang. Yeah. Dang. Too bad he never really amounted to much nah. more than a hardcore champion. Yeah, but. he didn't do much. Him and his sticks. Well he, well, he did have that really cool spot with Shane that one time. Where he did the back body drop with the sticks around his crotch? No, uh, where Shane climbed the... Oh, the ladder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then Blackman just kind of whacked him I with forgot, a stick. I forgot that the... was against Shane. Yeah. We did see a close-up of Trisha's cleavage. And she says it's time to show <sighs> WrestleMania some TNA. So yeah, there's this new hot woman called Trish Stratus. And Test and Albert are now a team. Albert being a big, burly, uh, furry man with piercings everywhere. Okay, so Albert used to be a math teacher. Which is crazy to think about. <laughs> yeah, imagine having Albert as your math teacher, just tattooed, hairy, pierced. Okay, good. Screen. We're gonna learn fractions today. Hey, settle down. Don't make me back suplex you into that ta- through that desk. I know. I just imagine him like yelling like he does when he does his like baldo bomb sort of Rawr. thing. He just goes raw, and then all the kids are like, "Okay, so how do I chart this?" point on on this graph please uh, tell me what x means mr bloom <laughs> yes that's crazy all right al snow and steve blackman versus tna test and albert you sick fucks 
I hate, I hate, I hate everything to do with like not like the the participants. Fine, but all the things surrounding this match. Yeah, it was bad. Al Snow grabs a mic, and then he says he has a surprise for Steve Blackman. He introduces Chester McCheeserton, a man in a cheddar cheese costume, and he starts a let's go head cheese chant. But thankfully, it's cut off by Test and Albert and Trish Stratus. I have never been so happy to see Test, I wrote. I mean, I like Test. Yeah, he was okay. Test and Blackman start off. Audio issues with JR's headset. We hear crackling and feedback. Test clotheslines Al Snow. Al Snow hits an insiguri for on Albert for a two. Blackman is tagged in with the and then hits a shoulder block. Blackman is on Albert and hits some double team moves on Albert. Chester chases after Trish, but doesn't really go anywhere. It doesn't really go anywhere. Blackman then hits a headbutt to the groin on Albert. A sledge off the top by Al Snow on. Uh, onto Albert. But Albert then hits a double arm suplex and tags in are made then by both teams. Test runs wild. The crowd is dead at this point. So they were gun ho for the first match. They put him to sleep after this. Blackman is then thrown outside. Uh, TNA then double team Al Snow and hit a huge suplex back suplex type move where Blackman breaks up the pin. I don't even know what you call that move, but it looked impressive. JR says this match is uh, is a bowling has bowling shoe tendencies. Is yeah, it's ugly. Sly way of saying this match sucks without saying it directly. I don't, I don't know if he was necessarily saying it sucks, but I think what he was he was Not trying crisp. to get at that the the, the the combatants were like beating the tar out of each other. I always thought bowling shoe ugly meant like. It's either a bad-looking match or it's sloppy. Mm, maybe. Or, you know. Blackman then sets a test up for a backbreaker, and Al Snow hits a flying leg drop. Uh, so it's that backbreaker spot move where they... Yeah, the one I liked last year. Uh, but Albert breaks it up with a cover. A very awesome-looking move that I feel should have, have been their finish. Uh, Blackman is then slammed. The test hits an elbow drop off the top rope. And picks up the victory. Your winners, Test and Albert. I wrote, this match is boring, uh, was boring. Two teams that really don't have anything going on. The crowd didn't care. While the wrestling was good, it really wasn't interesting. I really like the top rope leg drop maneuver by Blackman Snow, though. Have a star. Well, yeah. I mean, like, Head Cheese had been around for uh, at least a few months at this point. Yeah. Even though the name is stupid, but Test and Albert were only debuted like three weeks before this match. Again, mm-hmm. again, it just was kind of like the, like I said, they were just kind of there. Like the wrestling was solid, but it was just kind of like there's no heat, so it's just like why should I care about this match? There was a the only heat there was was hey, there's this girl with huge tits, and you can see some cleavage. Yeah, I mean, I feel very bad for Trish Stratus. In her early oh, tenure in, in the WWF, yeah, I mean, like they everything about the way they treated her was awful. I'm I'm surprised that she lasted as long as she did. To be honest, I mean, eventually it got better, but yeah, it takes a while. 
After the match, Al Snow apologizes and said his idea was stupid and calls Chester into the ring. Chester's in the ring and again apologizes. He says this time it's time to cut the cheese. And Al Snow knocks down Chester with the mic and Steve Blackman hits a kick, his little pump handle kick, and hits the same backbreaker leg drop move off the top rope to Chester McCheeserton. Within, uh, okay. So yeah, the other, uh, so yeah, the other thing I forgot to mention was his ass stuck out. And he had a yellow ass. Yes. Yes, Chester McCheeserton has been murdered. Oh, I, I love this, I love this segment. I was laughing so goddamn hard. You know what, Matt, you know what segment I'm talking about, right? Is it the cat and the Oh yeah, one? here we go. We then cut to Mae Young, who is with a naked cat. Who is uh, the cat? The cat was brought in to be like the, uh, I guess you could call her the apprentice to China? Yeah, but then she ended up being like Mini Sable. Yeah, she turned into like Mini Sable. And we'll get into more next year's WrestleMania. So Nate, so Cat is naked and is getting, who is getting ready. An object is covering her butt, so he can't see anything. But she's also covering, uh, and she is also covering herself with her arm. And the fil- uh, cell phone rings. Mae Young gets it and says it's, uh, it's an old cell phone with a huge antenna. She, uh, she sticks out her arm as Cat turns around. And the crowd audibly groans in sadness as the cat turns around and, you know, her arm's sticking out so they can't see her boobs. Cat asks her to have her call her back as she is busy. Mae Young then picks up a red t-shirt with a fuzzy white cat head and says, Oh my, this has a pussycat on it. And then holds it up to her stomach right where you'd see Cat's kitty cat. And... They both exclaim how cute it is while King is begging to move the shirt. Cat then asks for some water and she hands two water bottles full of water to Cat who says, these two are just perfect. She then holds them in front of her boobs with the caps pointing towards May. King is a lucky man as he was sleeping with the cat at the time. I found this segment to be so gross. I laughed my ass off. It was great. What's wrong with a little bit of camera trickery? There's nothing wrong with a little bit of camera trickery. The point, though, was that they were trying to Yeah, it was use, a pretty pointless segment. They were trying to use this woman to titillate all the fans. <laughs> And then, I don't know, I just, I, it made me feel gross. Well, I enjoyed it. Now it's time for the three-way dragon match. Steve on Bubba Ray, tonight, you put the tag titles on. Yeah, you're right, Michael. Tonight is the night. But you know something? It seems like the WWF is always trying to put the Dudley boys down. Putting us in a ladder match? <laughs> yeah, I don't like ladders, and I'm a little afraid of heights. But I'm going to forget all about that because tonight at WrestleMania, the Dudley Boys will still remain the WWF Tag Team Champions. Testify, Bubba. Tonight, 
the Dudley Boys take WrestleMania to a whole new level. Tonight, the Dudley Boys take the ladder match to a whole new level of violence. When the dust settles and when the Dudley Boys are heading out with those tag straps around their waist, it'll be then that the Hardys and Edge Christian realize that thou shalt not with the Dudleys. My brother, testify! The Dudley Boys are with Michael Cole in the back, and Devon says he's a bit scared of heights, which I think was legit. Probably. Actually, no, I think Bubba was the one who was actually legitimately scared of heights. Uh, he says that the Dudley Boys will take the ladder match to a whole new level of violence. And they will have the tag straps around their waist. And thou shalt not mess Ugh! with the Dudley Boys. I love that. I thought he was going to swear. He caught himself. And he was like, I've got to make something. But yeah, he called oh, the Oh, my staff. brother, testify. Yes, the Dudleys. Yes, I love the Dudleys. Um, although, I have to say, like, this version of the Dudleys is kind of strange because we're kind of away from the stuttering Dudleys hey, where they God were the, when, they, yes. when they were first starting. But this is all, like, they've had a, like, quite the evolution within one year of being in the WWF where they were, they started off as kind of like these, Weird, violent, stuttering people, and then now we're into oh, we like to powerbomb women thing. Now, yeah, now he gets aroused by wood, by by powerbombing women through ta- tables. Yes. All right. Yeah, this was a uh, interesting time, but my god, I fucking love this match! Triangle ladder match for the WWF Tag Team Championships: Edge and Christian, Hardy Boys, and the champions. The Dudley Boys. Edge and Christian. I, like, oh, ahead, I really liked how when Edge and Christian come out, like regardless of what, what era of Edge it is, we always start off with the, you think you know me. Yes. The only thing that mattered. Edge and Christian attack the Hardy Boys early as the Dudley Boys climb the ladder to do their pose. That looked awesome. Then all three teams attack each other on the floor. Bubba with huge slams. So sorry, slaps to the bare chest of Jeff Hardy that echo throughout the arena. And then a back body drop uh, on Jeff to follow it up by, with Bubba, a uh, Bubba bomb to Jeff Hardy as well. A ladder then is brought in, and Matt Hardy starts to climb, but he's quickly cut off by Christian. And then Edge and Christian double-team Devon, and everyone piles off, uh, pairs off. Matt then throws a ladder into the face of Bubba, and Jeff... Hits a whisper in the wind on Bubba with the ladder. Christian gets a ladder thrown into him. Matt hits an elbow drop onto Devon on the ladder. Bubba then is put on the ladder and Jeff climbs to the top rope. <clears throat> and Jeff tries a 450 splash but misses and Bubba rolls out of the way. That hurt like it freaking hurt like hell. Yeah, I'm glad that Jeff doesn't do 450 splashes anymore because every time I've seen him try to do he one, misses. it always lands right on his forehead. Yes. Like, I don't, I don't know. Was like, he, he over rotates. a lot of this time? I mean, I, I mean, I don't remember him pulling this out very often. 
he he's he's done it. He usually did it on like pay per view. So, from what I remember, like I think he does it next year as well. Okay. Um. So yeah, Jeff crashes hard into the ladder. Bubba hits a huge senton off the top off the top rope onto Jeff Hardy, who is under another ladder. Edge rides the ladder down onto the mat, onto Matt Hardy, who is under another ladder. <clears throat> Devon puts the ladder onto Edge, and then hits a middle uh, middle rope leg drop. And Bubba is the only one who is up. He grabs the ladder and wears it, and then proceeds to hit everyone with the ladder. All of Terry Funk in ECW. Yep, he, yeah, he was doing his Terry Funk impersonation. Yep. Bubba then grabs. Uh, Bubba gets a double a double drop kick by Edge and Christian. Devon is smashed face first into a ladder. Christian puts the ladder near the side of the ring and hits a big cross body block for the top rope onto Bubba Ray and Matt Hardy. A holy shit chant erupts. Uh, Jeff starts to climb another ladder and Edge spears Jeff off the side of the ladder. Edge climbs the ladder and Matt Hardy hits a huge high angle uh, powerbomb. Uh, sit down, power bomb. Excuse me. Yeah, that looked painful. Yeah, I mean, they there was a lot of a lot a lot of carnage spots. I was I thought it was interesting that they you you could see the evolution that the match was would have over the year because they had the spear from the ladder in this match. They had uh, the the power bomb spot. They had <laughs> a little later on in the match. Uh, Jeff took out with a senton through a table like they had all of the components that would make the TLC match in this match they just kind of raised it up a little bit yeah definitely Christian grabs a ladder but Bubba stops him and hits a modified 3D from the top of the ladder onto Christian the Hardys and climb the ladders and hit a tandem leg drop splash onto Bubba Ray Jeff is then thrown into the onto the concrete from the ring Christian then gets back into the ring and climbs the ladder with Devon. Edge then climbs another ladder and hit a, uh, hit a double superplex from the top of the ladder to the ring below. <clears throat> <coughs> the crowd starts a large tables chant. Everyone climbs the ladders and they're fighting to get the belts. The Hardys are knocked off the ladder to the floor and Edge... Uh, and Christian are crotched on the top rope, uh, leaving the dullies in the ring as everyone else is hurt on the outside of the ring. They pick up the ladders and sandwich Christian in between two ladders. They hit a 3D onto Edge. Both dullies get ladders from the outside of the ring. Devon puts two ladders into the ring and Bubba sets up a ladder. And Devon sets up another ladder. And they lift the table in between the two ladders to make like a, a catwalk. The Dully boys start to climb, and the Hardys stop them from climbing, which gets an audible boo from the crowd. So the Dully boys are very much fan favorites. Yeah, as opposed to those weird Hardy boys. Yeah. I I, I also thought it was interesting that Edge was very, very popular with at least the women in the crowd. Of course he was. It was Edge. Well, well, yeah, I know. He's... He's a blonde Adonis, but I, I also found it interesting that JR kept confusing Edge and Christian throughout the entire match. Yeah, no, that's definitely funny. <clears throat> Bubba grabs another table and sets it up next to the structure that they built. Matt Hardy is enthroned headfirst into the ring. 
steps. Uh, another table isn't set up on the outside. Bubba grabs Matt onto the Spanish announce table, and power bombs Matt through the table onto the floor. And Devon misses Jeff Hardy doing a splash through another table. Jeff Hardy tries a running off the crowd barrier and tries a flying move, but Bubba throws a ladder into the face of Jeff Hardy. <laughs> he like literally just launches a ladder into the face. Yeah, I'm surprised Jeff isn't dead. Yeah. Bubba grabs a huge ladder now and brings it into the aisleway and then grabs a table and drags it to the front of the big ladder. Jeff Hardy is put onto the table. Christian hits Bubba with the ring bell and Bubba is now on the table and Jeff Hardy starts climbing to the ve- on the very high ladder. He gets to the top and does the Hardy Boys uh, pose and then hits a huge... Swanton bombs through the table with Bubba on it as we get a sweet-looking camera angle that's uh, near the floor, and it looks like Jeff Hardy kind of falls into your screen. We then get another jib cam view as a spot we played for years and years and years when talking about WrestleMania. So, very, very, very memorable spot because mm-hmm. they've ingrained it into our heads. Edge and Christian are back in the ring with Matt Hardy and Devon. It was the fate by Matt Hardy onto Devon. Christian and Matt then start climbing the ladder structure, and both are now on the table. That is between the two ladders. They fight, throwing punches, and then Edge comes from behind and throws Matt Hardy off the table. We somersaults through another table below, and Edge and Christian grab the titles and become your new tag team champions. Yeah, it's um, I I always like to th- I always think of Edge and Christian as uh, as a team that lasts a long time in the WWF, but it really like it's this year and then WrestleMania X Seven, and then like really like soon yeah. afterwards they they kind of split up. Yeah, because uh, WrestleMania nine, uh, eighteen, they're split up. Right. Well, is I don't know. Is Edge in that? Yeah, he's in that one. Yes, thinking of night. I'm so thinking in, of in in two thousand one, was it two thousand? Yeah, it was two thousand one because it was the uh, King of the Ring two thousand one with Shane versus Kurt. Uh, Edge wins the King of the Ring, and Christian gets jealous. Right, right. I was just thinking of what match Edge had in, on WrestleMania eighteen. He was fighting Booker T. Booker for T a, over shampoo. Yeah, and Christian was fighting DDP. Yes, yeah, so who was doing a. Uh, DDP was a positively page, and Christian was throwing tinter tantrums. Yes. Oh, we'll get to that soon. Well, yeah, we'll get to that. I wrote, oh my god, I love this match. Yeah, oh no, it was a lot of fun. These men killed each other. They delivered huge. They had such build-up from 99 in the Royal Rumble 2000. Um, well, that's another match you want to go back and look. Dudley Boys versus the Hardy Boys in a table match. Royal Rumble 2000, amazing match. Um, I've rewatched this match so many times growing up as a teenager. I had the uh, the Tables, Ladders, and Chairs DVD growing up. This match was on there. Fucking love this match. <laughs> what did you think about it? I I really liked it. I thought that there it was um it was interesting because we've kind of seen the evolution of uh, hardcore wrestling through our podcast in the WWF. And 
when you compare this match to the other major ladder match in WrestleMania history up to this point, which was Razor Ramon uh, versus Ramon and Shawn Michaels, um, Razor Ramon, Shawn Michaels completely tame by comparison. Oh um, yeah, hundred percent. So like, the big spot was him jumping off the top of the ladder, you know, doing the splash. Yeah, actually, I actually um heard them talk about that match today. I was watching a YouTube video with both of them in it, and they were just basically saying this was the only ladder we had. So if we broke it, then we would the match would just have never have ended. Oh no! <laughs> so um, like just just the carnage that these six men were able to uh, inflict upon each other was just it was just crazy. Um, and they're always kind of linked to each other. Um, although I find it odd that out of these six people, um, three of them are still active wrestlers, and uh, two of them have, were forced to retire, and uh, one is now a producer and chose to retire. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Yeah. Linda McMahon and Mick Foley are on the back with Kevin Kelly. And Linda says that she's proud of Mick and to have the main event. Mick says it's like a fairy tale. And he says it could be the final match of his career. But fairy tales do come true. Bang, bang. Mick Foley has like a lot of charisma, but like Linda has negative 150,000 charisma. Yes. So like... Just her being there made this promo painful. Mick, I am happy you have your match in the main event of WrestleMania. Ah, uh, yeah. It's acting like, classes. It's like, look at who your husband is, and then why are you talking like a robot? Yes. Maybe she is a robot. Could be. I don't know. JR and King reiterate the match we just saw, and then we play the ending. How do we follow up such a great match? A catfight match! Good lord. Oh, I hate this match. Oh, me too. Oh, God. Oh, this was terrible. Okay. So, special guest referee, Val Venus. It's Terry yes, versus the cat. Did you uh, see what his shirt said? Yes, I, was, I actually had this in my notes. Val Venus comes out wearing a shirt that says, I'm cocked. In jizz font. Who the fuck bought this shirt? People who thought it was funny, but the back also said something lewd, oh, too. What did it say? Uh, like, I I think it said, the first said, I'm cocked, and then I think it said, like, and ready to unload on the back. I think you're right. Yeah. Valvius cocked. Yeah, oh, here's a picture of his back. It says... Locked and ready to unload. Mm. All in jizz font. Fucking awful. And then he had a ref, a referee towel. Which was literally uh, electrical tape. Yes, on his towel. Now, normally he usually like whips the towel <laughs> off, but I yes. guess he couldn't get referee uh, gear made, so he had to just use the electrical tape towel. I, I think it's pretty pretty uh, impressive. <laughs> okay. He cuts his usual promo. JR says, don't expect any classic moves like a f- uh, firearm or like, a, yeah, like a, like kills a, like, whatever the fire- a fireman's carry? Yeah, a fireman's carry. 
Yeah, I don't. I wrote firearm. <laughs> don't forget. Don't yes, that classic wrestling move. The, the gun. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, come on, you could say bang bang. That's Jack. That's Jack. That's true. Yeah, he says. And the, Hardy, and the Hardys also do that kind of gun oh, thing. True. With their hand. There you go. Both ladies try to persuade Val. Terry gets a spear. Val picks up picks up Terry off of the cat, and Terry kisses Val. Cat then comes back in and kisses Val. King says that that horny little she devil, and Jr. says May. <laughs> uh, so apparently, the way to win the match is to get your opponent out of the ring. So Cat is pushed out, but Val is distracted. May Young gets in the ring, and French kisses Val, and then Terry is thrown out of the ring. And now Cat gets pulled out by Mula, and Val turns around and sees what happened and calls for the bell. Your winner is Terry at 2 minutes and 24 seconds. After the match, May Young does the granny buster on Mula, uh. and then Cat rips off the pants of Terry, exposing her thong to the crowd. Oh. If you ever want to talk about, like, women's wrestling today versus then, go watch this match. This was bad. Negative five stars. Minus five stars. Yes, I hope. Eddie Guerrero and Dean Malenko and Perry Saturn are in the back. Oh, yeah, we didn't mention that. So... yeah, the radicals are here. Radicals. So, what's the story behind the radicals? How did these three prominent WCW cruiserweights make their way into the WWF in the year? 2000? Well, well, basically, uh, they were unhappy, and they, alongside Chris Benoit, uh, oh, and also um, Raven. No, it was a uh, Dean Douglas. Chuck. Oh, Shane Douglas, yeah. Shane Douglas, yeah. Uh, he, they all wanted out, but uh, Shane had just signed a contract with WCW, so he was kind of stuck there. Um, and so they they asked for their release, and they got it. They did try to keep Benoit, though, but the yeah. thing was uh, that the booker at the time was Kevin Sullivan, and uh, Benoit had uh, stolen Sullivan's wife from him. Nancy. Yeah. And so... uh, They tried to keep him by saying, we'll make you the WCW champion. And they did. At the year 2000 Mayhem pay-per-view. Where he won a tournament. And then... Yeah, he beat beat Sid. Yeah. And then they... He was like, no, fuck your belt. This belt is meaningless. Because it was meaningless. This was WCW in 2000. So, yeah, I mean it wasn't it wasn't as bad. Like the the title changes weren't as frequent as it was like at the start of 2000 as they would be later on, but yeah, it became it became progressively more worthless as the year went on. So there you go. But yeah, they asked and they received. Crazy. But the thing is the radicals I know that they're like fondly remembered. But they were no. There, here's the thing. I don't think they were finally. I think, yeah, you're right. They were finally remembered. But my God, re re-wa- rewatching some of this stuff, 
I was like, they're getting jobbed over left and right, and then Eddie Guerrero broke his arm right away. Yeah, he like popped his elbow out of out of the socket like two weeks in, or a week they in. Were, they were they were getting buried by Triple H. Perry Saturn never did anything in his entire career there, which is a, a fucking crime. Yeah, but you know what? I've always like he like I like Perry Saturn. I think he's a okay dude, although he did have a really bad crystal meth addiction a while ago. Um, but since he ditched Cronus, he's not as good. Yeah. Yeah. He needs John Cronus. Come on, didn't 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 you love his WCW theme song though? No. You didn't like the air raid siren? No. <laughs> Six-person tag team match. The Radicals versus Too Cool in China. So, going into this match, basically, Eddie likes China. China does not like Eddie. And Eddie plays it off like, oh, he's all, he's hot stuff. But in reality, he's like chicken shit scared. I think China actually does like Eddie. She, no, she, she, just, she, she just got her heart broken by Triple H. She doesn't want to feel love again, especially of the Latino heat variety. Yeah, it's Latino heat. Well, you have to say heat, as uh, Jerry Lawler would always say. You have to raise your voice a little bit. Yes. So Eddie throws a shirt at China, at China's feet. What a gentleman, I wrote. Scotty Duhati and Eddie. Oh, yeah, so Scotty Duhati... Uh, and Brian Master Sexay, they are Grand now, Master Sexay. They are now awesome with. Oh no, no, they weren't at WrestleMania 15, were they? No, so this is the first time we're seeing. Um, remember they were too much, and then they're now too cool. They are white rappers or white hip hop nerds, I guess. Yeah, I I mean we did see them at WrestleMania. Yeah, at WrestleMania 15, but they weren't. They weren't even too much then. They were just Brian Christopher and Scott Taylor. Yeah. So, uh, Sky Duhati and Eddie could start off, but Eddie is too smitten with China to actually lock up. A nice monkey flip by Scotty, and he moonwalks and tags in China, uh, who quickly crawls. Oh, Eddie Guerrero like quickly crawls. Uh, so he tags in Dean Malenko, who is in close land by China. Malenko drags China to her corner. And his clothesline by Grandmaster Sexay. And China double suplexes Malenko as both, uh, they both dance. Grandmaster still does this too much laugh though, it was kind of weird. Eddie then is tagged back in and is back suplexed um, for his trouble. Grandmaster then goes to the top rope but is shoved off the top rope by Saturn, giving Eddie the advantage. Uh, Saturn then steals Grandmaster's do rag and goggles and puts it on. It was a pretty good look for him. Mm. JR has to be taught this hip hop lingo. Eddie hits a hot shot on Scotty and they sent on over the top rope. Uh, Eddie then grabs and attacks China on the ring apron and then rams her into the turnbuckle and then suplexes to the outside. And now both teams are fighting. Scotty hits a double worm and man, the crowd loved it. Eddie. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's like the worm. The worm is basically the people's elbow, but for some reason they just they just love it. I yeah, don't get it. It was awesome. Eddie then comes back in and runs 
uh, to the referee and hides behind him as China tries to attack. The referee puts her back on the ring apron. Scotty was being double teamed during this whole ordeal, and Perry Saturn hits a nice super kick and barely hits an elbow drop from the top rope. Eddie then is tagged in, climbs to the top rope, but is cut off, uh, cut off, caught off and crotched by Scotty. Uh, Scotty then climbs and hits a superplex as both men are down. The referee starts his count. China isn't tagged in, and again Eddie crawls away, avoiding China. China then scoop slams both Saturn and Dean, and he does a handspring elbow as both men then hits a double low blow, but Eddie Grail comes back in, cheap shots China from behind. He tries for a power bomb, but China reverses it, hits her own power bomb, grabs him by the Latino heat, and then press slams him and hits a reverse falling suplex. For the win at 9.38. I don't know what it is, but China's major weapon is hitting guys in the balls. Or grabbing them by the balls. Yeah. It's not a good look. No. She's supposed to be like this Wonder Woman, and that's like nah, her big weapon. she ain't weapon. got there yet. I gotta say, though, it was nice that they treated her like they didn't... They did actual moves with her and stuff, you know what I mean? Like, they didn't do anything different. Yeah. I mean, this is basically the last year of her fighting men career, so... Yep. Yep, yep, yep. So... Wow. looking at the reason why tonight there will be a new World Wrestling Federation champion. Check it out. Seven foot two, 500 pounds of the big show. The next World Wrestling Federation champion. Now, nothing against Vinnie Mac, but that old regime is out. And the McMahon-Helmsley thing, well, that's now strictly passe because the big show and Shane O'Mac, tonight our era begins. I wish my mom wasn't out there, but that being aside, tonight, big show, you will become the World Wrestling Federation champion. The most electrifying man in sports entertainment tonight gets unplugged. And Mick Foley will be retired for good. And as far as Triple H goes, game over. We go to the back. Shane McMahon is with the Big Show trying, uh, hyping him up, saying great stuff about him. And Big Show says that he'll become the WWF champion. And his shirt says he's the big nasty the bastard. big nasty bastard. All right. This is a great, great match. We have your Euro Continental Champion, Kurt Angle, defending both titles against Chris Jericho. And the Crippler, Chris Benoit. So it goes like this. This is a two-fall match. The first fall is for the Intercontinental Championship, which I found kind of weird. Why they made the more prestigious title the first fall. And the second title, or fall, is for the European Championship. Hmm. I wrote, Damn, oh man, Bob this going to be... Oh god, this was terrible. Uh, he was not as good as when he was with Jonathan Taylor Thomas. So basically, uh, beforehand, oh, yeah, we'll get into that. So, so this is going to be awesome. Well, folks, earlier tonight, uh, Kurt Angle found out that Bob Backlund was the one that had put the bug in the ear of the WWE officials. For, I want you to be the best. To become the, uh, to, 
to make sure that Angle put both titles on the line. Backlund said it was tough love. So it's Bob Backlund's idea that Kurt Angle put both of his, not only his Intercontinental, but his European title on the line here tonight. And Angle used Backlund's own cross-faced chicken wing to punish his, I guess, uh, would-be mentor. Tommy. I don't mean to bother you, but as you know, I'm the Eurocontinental champion here in the WWF. Euro meaning European and continental meaning intercontinental. And this is my very first WrestleMania. I'm really excited. And after I retain my belts, I was wondering if you could round up some of your security guards because I'm going to have a lot of children and adults. You'd be surprised. A lot of adults come after me, too. I'm going to go up in the crowd, celebrate a little. I was wondering if I could have some extra security. And if you do this favor for me, maybe I'll sign some autographs for your kids. What do you think? Kurt Angle has both belts. The Euro Continental Champion, he calls himself. Who, prior to the match, asked the head of security guard for more security. As he's going to celebrate in the crowd. And he wants to be protected from adults and children alike. It's awesome. <laughs> he talks down to him very very condescendingly. It's awesome. I love fucking Kurt Angle. There, um, this is the first WrestleMania for all three participants. During Kurt Angle's entrance, Chris Benoit attacks Kurt Angle from behind. Benoit is taken out of the match by being drop kicked into the post by Jericho. But Benoit doesn't stay uh, out very long, stopping Chris Jericho from hit, from hitting a springboard drop kick. Angle then tries for the first pinfall after a belly to belly suplex by uh, on Jericho by Angle. A huge knife edge chops by Jericho and Ben and Benoit are traded. Uh, Jericho then hits a nice shoulder breaker and then climbs to the top rope and Benoit runs up and knocks Jericho off the top rope who flies into the announce table. Benoit hits a great looking back suplex for a near fall. <clears throat> Jericho hits a <clears throat> Jericho hits the middle rope during the uh, Jericho hits a run uh, middle rope drop kick for a two and Benoit quickly comes back with a backbreaker on Jericho. Angle hits a suplex for a near fall. Jericho hits a running bulldog for a quick two count on Angle. More knife edge chops by by Benoit onto Jericho. Jericho then slaps on the camel clutch onto Chris Benoit, but Angle breaks it up. Jericho hits a great looking delayed suplex with Benoit, tries for the cover, and Jericho barely breaks it up at two. The crowd is pretty quiet at this point. Uh, Angle hits a cross face chicken wing. On to Chris Jericho in the middle of the ring. Uh, a big watch with J-Chant breaks out. Tim White checks the arm and it face falls. But Benoit comes in. Hitting a running kick to the side of Angle's head to break it up. Benoit then throws Angle outside of the... Uh, into the front row. And then hits a diving headbutt for the win. Your new Intercontinental Champion, Chris Benoit. So what do you think of this first fall? It was a sprint. They basically just were like, um, we're just going to skip the introduction part where we do some chain wrestling. We're just going to start hitting each other with as many moves as possible. And it's great. Man, those chops. Woo! Yeah, no, I don't, like, everybody always talks about Flair's chops as like, being great. Oh, Jericho. Chris, and Chris ben- Benoit's chops look like they hurt like hell. Oh, yeah. Because... Like, he just puts as much, like, 
he like he yells when he chops you, and it it's like because he's like tensing up his entire body and putting all that strength into the chop. It just looks like it sucks. Oh yeah, I could. I, I wish we would have been able to see something like um, Benoit versus Brian Danielson. Just yeah, imagine. I don't know. It, it would have been interesting. I mean. Um, Daniel Bryan definitely does have that same kind of style as Benoit, so it could have been it could have been interesting. And I gotta say, like back then, technical wrestling. I mean, like I said, the crowd was really quiet. Technical wrestling wasn't appreciated like it is now. That's true. I think it's we I were more we were more groomed to the brawling and like the storylines and stuff. And these guys actually went out and like put on a clinic. Well, I think it just depends on the on the promotion because like Benoit was a was a big deal in WCW and WCW had a more um longer history of doing the technical wrestling oh, things. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I agree 100%. I mean, so I, I think if if the WWF had had that more ingrained over the last few years because when when Brett when Brett Hart was was champion I mean and stuff he was he was a fairly big star I mean I know he's neither of our favorites but yeah no I, I agree so I move right into the second fall with no rest or anything Angle gets back in and tries for a suplex on Benoit for a two all three men are now on the top rope and Benoit hits a uh, super back body drop, and Angle tries for a moonsault, but misses. All three men are down, and Tim White gets to eight as Angle rolls over for a two count on Benoit. Jericho trips up Angle uh, and applies the walls of Jericho, and Benoit hits a clo- huge clothesline while having uh, the hold on Angle. Very impressive spot. Angle now is having his way with both men, but doesn't last long as a big spinning leg dro- uh, leg kick by Jericho on Benoit, who is sent to the outside. Jericho hits his double power bomb on Kurt Angle, barely getting it up for the second one. Benoit comes in and hits three German suplexes. Uh, the final one that bridges for a near fall, and Benoit hits a German suplex on Angle as well, and it was unfortunately botched. Tim White tries for a cover, but Angle's shoulders aren't down. Jericho clotheslines Tim White, and Benoit hits the crossface. Jericho taps, gets a visual pinfall, uh, gets a visual you know submission. Mm-hmm. Jericho then hits the walls of Jericho on Benoit, and Angle hits a belt shot on a Jericho, who then also gets a visual pinfall. Benoit then wakes up Tim White, and then his back, uh, who had been back suplexes Kurt, and then climbs to the top rope, tries for a flying headbutt. But Angle rolls out of the way. Jericho comes in and hits a springboard moonsault to pick up the win. Your new European champion, Chris Jericho. I wrote, awesome match. Everything about this was the most part done for uh, really well. And I love the story and loved every move of this match. This was so great. Yeah, and I thought it was it was good to put Angle with uh, the Chris's here because... Chris Jericho and Chris Benoit could carry Angle because Angle, he's good. He's he's excellent, I would say, but he wasn't quite the Kurt Angle that he would become even a couple years later. Not even a couple so years? It, I would say just even a year later. Yeah, but he, he still needed some He still needed some help to be carried to a great match. Oh, true. 
And so these were the two guys to do it. I would say this is probably Kurt's first great match in the WWF. Probably. So, uh, what did you think about the match? Yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was great. Like, I, like I said, with the first, with the uh, first fall again, it was another kind of a sprint. Um, and I thought it was good. It was good to get Benoit over with getting the uh, the German visual. Uh, well, with oh, the German suplexes and, yeah. and the visual uh, the uh, submission on Jericho yeah. because. Um, He's the he's he's the newest person there, so they had to make sure that he was going to be a big star. Yeah, no, I agree. I think this match really elevated everybody, especially Chris Jericho and Chris Benoit. I mean, you think about hearing the stories from Chris uh, Jericho's book about Vince McMahon saying, you know, oh, you can't even work, you know, you know X Pac, your contract isn't even worth the paper it's written on. To now, he's getting opportunities. Yeah, I mean a lot of I think a lot of those um early matches that Jericho like says that he messed up on and stuff like that. I I he he always talks about the Jericho curse, but I think a lot of it was like him just being nervous and not knowing the style because the WWF has a, like a very distinct style yes. of wrestling and there he didn't have any time to learn it and he was just expected to be, you know, hey, you're in WWF now, do our moves. Hey, pretty much. Yeah. Right away. Yeah. So. All right. So, Michael Cole is with Vince McMahon, and he asks us if Vince will be a factor. And Vince McMahon says he hopes he's a factor anywhere he goes. And he says, The Rock is confident. He said he's going to make it right. Triple H and Stephanie are cut to randomly. And Triple H says that he is going to show everyone who the WWE champion is, and he's that damn good. All right. Next match is X-Pac and Road Dog with Tori versus Rikishi and Kane with Paul Bear. X-Pac has his new Run DMC music from the Aggression album. Uh, probably the best remake of any wrestler's theme song ever. So what do you think of this theme song? Uh, I mean, I I like it. Um, the the one thing that the one thing that I think is interesting is that um, I think it was a Run DMC song that they actually had recorded prior to this, and then they kind of edited a few th- mentions of the Generation X and Triple H and those sorts of things in there because yeah. it really doesn't have anything to do with them. That is true. Um, and I think that's true of, uh, a lot of the songs on that, on that particular rap album that they, uh, released, but it's, it's a, it's a good song and, uh, definitely, definitely better than the original DX, um, band yes. song. Well, I still like the original song. I just don't really like the DX band. 
<coughs> yeah, if it's anything else, yeah, I agree. But the original DX game is a banger. It's a classic. So they come out to their new music. Road Dog, he does his spiel. And Jim Ross goes, Next up is Rikishi and Puth Kane. And Rikishi, he'll back that ass up. Damn, that was disturbing. I don't ever want to hear JR talk about Rikishi's ass. Yeah, or as a sign I saw once set, spelled it as Rack Kishi <laughs> instead of Rikishi. <laughs> With an A. Yeah, instead of an I. Yeah. Kane is once again spurned by, uh, by Lucky X Pac, and again is being turned on. This is identical to fucking WrestleMania 15. Yes, but now it's his girlfriend. Yeah, but last year it was China. Yeah. Anyway, so basically the same shit. Um, is 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 Kane the the WWF version of Sting at this point? How so? Well, Sting always got turned on by his friends. Yeah, no, I agree. Yes. Kane is always trusting, and he gets his heart broken every time. Well, I mean, I it, it's surprising that he that he is because you know his brother is the Undertaker. Yes, can't uh, trust the Undertaker. So King says that he spoke to Pete Rose during the during Heat, the show prior to WrestleMania, and he says the only thing he's he's only there to watch the event, nothing more. I really like Kane's outfit. It was a different kind of black and white motif. It was awesome looking. It was inverted. Yeah. It was great. Yeah, and it, w- it was better. Before the match, Paul Bear said, Tori can go to hell. And it's like, he just yells and he goes, you can go to hell. <laughs> I love it when Paul Bear just starts randomly yelling shit. Well, he's also defending his son. He is. He's like, you can go to hell. Yeah. Ah, I fucking love Paul Bear. Rikishi hits a Rikishi hits a stink face on on Road Dog. Tori climbs on the bed in the ring and then runs into Rikishi, and she backs up into the corner. Rikishi then tries for a stink face on X Pac. Um, oh sorry, on on tries for a stink face on Tori. X Pac saves her. DX then tries to leave, but Rikishi and Kane stop them. Uh, X Pac and Kane fight towards the ring. X Pac and Rikishi then fight. They are now. In the ring, and X-Pac, a huge X-Pac sucks chant breaks out uh, as he hits the Bronco Buster on Rikishi, Uh, and Road Dog is with, then tagged in, he hits a shake, rattle, and roll, knee drop for a two on Rikishi, X-Pac is then tagged back in, hits several kicks to the Rikishi, somersaults, somersaults to a tag to Kane, and Kane cleans house. Gotta say that three times fast. So, it was pretty impressive, though. Uh, a big back body drop by Kane, uh, on uh, X-Pac by Kane. X-Pac sells everything from Kane like a rag doll. Rikishi then is tagged in, and he hits a stink face. Uh, tries for a stink face, but he crawls out of the way. Torzen is placed in the ring by Paul Bear. Who is then given a stink face by Rikishi? Kane hits a tombstone on Xbox for the win at four minutes. Yeah, I mean it was a, it was an okay match for the most part. It was just to get the story out of the way. Yeah, that's all I this mean, match was. And also, 
Can we disagree that at this point, Road Dog and Xbox are the biggest losers in the entire WWF because they're still hanging on to the DX name? Yes. But because- then, well, here's the thing, though. They weren't heel, and then they're face again. And, oh, yeah, it's it's bad. It's bad. Well, I mean, Billy Gunn's out of the... Yeah, Billy Gunn's fired at this point. Well, yeah, well, he's out of DX. Was he out of DX? Uh, oh, no, I thought... Didn't he get, like, fired at this point for, like, drug addiction? No, no. Um, I don't think he was injured. I don't know. Billy, Billy, Billy Gunn, I don't think, was really ever on drugs. I think he was hurt. Oh, okay. Anyway, yeah, Billy um, Road Dog, Road Dog, Road Dog got was on drugs, but not. That's I don't it. think Billy Gunn. Yeah, uh, China is is out of DX. Yep. Triple H is Triple definitely H. doing something else. Yep. So there's just these two losers who are just like the the guys who can't let go of high school. Yeah, no, I agree, hundred percent. After the match, two cool rundown, uh, and Paul Bear, cool rundown, and Paul Bear in the ring with Kane and Rikishi, and they start to clap. And the San Diego chicken comes out and claps. And JR and King instantly say, Come on, Pete, and no sell the chicken. A huge Rikishi chant breaks out as the sunglasses are placed on his face. Too cool, and Pete Rose dance while Kane and Paul Bear watch from the corner. Kane then slowly starts to stalk Pete Rose and then goes to the chicken. But then Pete Rose comes out from the back with a baseball bat and tries to attack Kane. Kane picks him up and choke slams him, and then Tool Cool drags Pete into the corner, and Rikishi hits a stink face on Paul Bear. I mean, on uh, Pete Rose. Yeah, this match was really weird. It was. I I think this is the last time we'll see Pete Rose. I think. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Which is good because three years in a row. A little it, much. The joke. The joke's so, done. Then, yeah. Kevin Kelly is with The Rock, and the crowd goes and glued for The Rock. He says that he's back at WrestleMania, and it's about the WWF Championship, and he is going to win. He cuts a great promo. They kill time showing D-list celebrities. No, come on. That's mean. Well, it's true. Well. All right. We are already at the main event. How have you liked the card this far? Um, I think for the most part, it was, it's been a two-match card it was the triangle ladder match and the chris's match yep and and now we're at the main event all right the time has drawn near we're literally at ground zero rock it's time twelve months twelve months ago After every interview, after every run-in, after every backstabbing, after every win, after every loss, after everything they've thrown at The Rock, and after everything The Rock has thrown back, after every chokeslam, after every mandible claw, after every pedigree, The Rock says this. As if he could do it all over again, he will say, finally, The Rock has come back to WrestleMania. And The Rock says this, it's not about the lights, it's not about the cameras, the glitz, the glamour. It's not about Stephanie's marriage to Triple H, it's not about the McMahon family saga, it's not about Mick Foley's final match. It sure as hell ain't about the big show, The Rock says it's about the WWF Championship. 
and the rock says if he has an ounce of sweat to spill if the rock has an ounce a shred of blood to drop then the rock says tonight he's gonna do exactly what he does best and that is go out there and lay up the smack it down on their candy asses the rock says he will do it for the millions of Rock's fans do whatever it takes because The Rock, the people's champ, says tonight is the night. If you smell what The Rock is cooking. Four-way elimination WWF championship match. Mick Foley with Linda. Big Show with Shane. The Rock with Vince. And Triple H with Stephanie. Stephanie is in a glittery pink halter top. Oh my God, she looks so hot. She was cute back then. Now she just looks like a mom. Uh, okay. I I still think she looks nice, but no, I'm not saying she looks bad. But now she has a mom look. But this she is, is like a mom. She's I know had she's a mom. I know. Kids. I know. But this is like prime twenty-three-year-old Stephanie. It was great. Or however old she is, I don't know how old she is. I'm not. I'm not sure either. But whatever, she was cute. Hmm. This match is no DQ, no countouts. Because why not? All four men pair off, and they start with punches. Foley hits a running knee to the face of Triple H and Big Show with butt smashes into the Rock. I hate. I always hate that move. Oh uh, well, it's it, it's not even supposed to be a butt smash. It's supposed to be the. Uh... If I'm if I'm thinking about it correctly, he's supposed to be hitting the rock with his knee. Kevin Nash does the same thing. Yeah, well, Kevin Nash does it a lot better. Um, Big Show then takes down everyone with a huge press slam on the rock, and then one on Triple H. Foley then climbs to the back of Big Show, who simply falls back, playing the same spot from the year prior. Uh, except this time, not through two chairs, thankfully. Big Show catches Triple H in a choke slam, uh, but Foley stops Show from hitting the move for some reason, and then they kick Big, uh, they kick into the shin, and an all three man attack Triple H with punches and attempted clotheslines, which don't take down Show uh, until The Rock hits a big running clothesline. So yeah, basically all three men piled up on the Big Show. They continue working over the Big Show with kicks. They start attacking each other not too long after. Triple H and Foley then end up outside and show and rock in the ring. Rock goes for something off the top off the ropes, but Shane grabs a foot along with Foley to hit the big show in the back with a steel chair. Uh, the rock hits the big show with the rock bottom and gets a pinfall at four minutes and fifty seconds. So already Big Show and Chick Man are eliminated. Yeah, well, I I think that's probably a good thing. Big Show was gaining a lot of weight at this point, so he probably didn't have the cardio to go anymore. Yeah, that it just he didn't seem to really have much heat. It's just crazy to see in one year how far he'd, he'd fallen in terms of just being a big deal. Like, yeah, he's in the WrestleMania main event, but no one really cared. It was like he was just kind of there. Well. It, all we have to do is look at and his... The only reason he was there, too, was because at the Royal Rumble, the whole... So, originally, this match was supposed to be Big Show versus The Rock. Um, because they were fighting over who won Royal Rumble. And I think it was supposed to originally be, like, Rock versus Triple H. 
um, originally. But right. th- that's how the big show was in there because they couldn't figure out who at the Royal Rumble won the Royal Rumble match officially because they both hit at the same time. Because the big the show rock. couldn't get out of the ring properly. Yeah. So they, you know, so they did all this stuff back and forth, and eventually The Rock was called the winner, and they had videotape evidence and blah 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 blah, and Big Show was basically like, "Wow, I'm going to be the WrestleMania main event anyway. I deserve it." So yeah. Anyway. Well, he was WWF champion for a while. He was. But like his, but his title reign was completely forgettable. That's true. It was. <clears throat> uh, Rocky Chant breaks out with a ton of referees coming out to drag Big Show. Away. Big Show calls Vince a son of a bitch as he walks away. JR brings up the Rock and Sock connection as it's now down to Rock, Foley, and Triple H. Triple H tries to persuade Foley to attack the Rock, and that fails. So Rock and Triple H talk it over as Rock sucker punches Triple H, and both Foley and Rock double team Triple H with kicks and punches. A double clothesline is then sends Triple H outside. Triple H tries to fight back with punches to the rock, but Foley quickly stops it. Foley then grabs a ring bell and tosses it to Foley, or tosses it to the rock. Foley picks up Triple H, but Triple H ducks, and Foley gets clocked with the ring bell. Foley then, Triple, uh, uh, Big Foley, and then Triple H throws Rock through the ring steps. Rock lands on top of Big Foley. Foley finds his 2x4 wrapped in barbed wire from underneath the ring and tries to Triple H with it. But he misses and hits the low blow on Foley. Triple H drives uh, the two five four into the gut of trip uh, into the gut of Foley. Rock then comes back, but is quickly thrown out by Triple H. A double arm DDT on Triple H by Foley, and then a suckable claw. As Stephanie screams, "Look out!" The crowd erupts as Rock has a championship belt. He hit Triple H with the title. He sets him up for the people's elbow, but Foley slaps the suckable claw on the rock. Dumb! Too green to make Foley. Very dumb. Vincent grabs a chair and slides it into the ring. Foley hits a clothesline on the rock and tries for a cover, but only gets a two. Foley is booed as he hits punch after punch on the rock. How quickly the the crowd has turned. Well, they just love the rock. Yes. You could uh, like I it, if somebody had said back then that The Rock was going to be the biggest movie star in the world, I don't think no anybody would have said that that was surprising. Yeah. Uh, he hits a double arm DT on Rock for a near fall. Foley then grabs a chair and runs at Rock, but Rock kicks it back into the face of Foley. A DDP out of the Rock, and for some reason Triple H stops the count. Jr. and King speculate it could be because Triple H wants to be the one that retires Mick Foley again. Foley yells across the ring saying, Me and you! At Triple H to attack, at Triple H to attack the Rock. And they do. And they do! They hit a double suplex on the Rock and a knee drop by Triple H for another two. Another Rocky chant then echoes through the arena. McFoley is only 34 in the year 2000 and this is a retirement match. Very sad. Well, he's he had a hard career. Oh no, he did. And a long one, too. That is very true. Foley and Triple H continue working over the rock. Foley grabs the steel steps, but it hits and hits the rock across the face with them. Stephanie and Linda then get onto get into it on the outside, and Triple H is beside himself, calling Stephanie a vixen. 
Awesome. Rock isn't slammed headfirst to the announce table, and Triple H tells Foley to go off the through the table. Mick off the second rope, doesn't get all of it, and ends up slamming off the side of the announce table. The table doesn't break or anything, so Triple H has to improvise with an elbow drop off the dashboards. I felt so bad for Mick Foley because that looked like it sucked so oh, much. Oh, yeah, he said he like, hurt his, his lung. And in his book, he says, like, he had lost weight and, like, well, he's like, this was going to be the spot of the match for him. And he blew it. And he was really upset with himself. Foley rolls well, back to the ring and Triple H later. does a hit. Uh, Triple H does it as well. He hits a pedigree and covers Mick. One, two, and a kick out. JR is again beside himself, saying, He did it! He kicked out! A big chair shot to the side of the head of Mick Foley by Triple H. Another pedigree onto the chair uh, to Mick, and then Triple H gets the pinfall to a chorus of boos. At 1943. JR puts over Mick. Huge. A Foley chant breaks out as Mick Foley walks up the ramp with his arm raised high. But then Foley goes back to the ring and he has his barbed wire bat and Triple H hits Triple H across the face. And then they refs force Foley back out of the to the back. The Rock slowly crawls over to Triple H and a pinfall. And almost a three count by The Rock. Both men then trade punches with The Rock getting the advantage. Rock and Triple H fight down the aisle. Triple H then hits a suplex onto the concrete floor. They fight through the crowd. And Triple H back body drops onto the ringside area. Rock then tries to hit Triple H with the stage, uh, with the steps. But Triple H has a chair and starts hitting the steps. Which sound impressive. And JR sounds like Triple H is being killed. Uh, or sorry, The Rock is being killed by Triple H, I should say. Right. On the bottom of the steps, uh, set of steps, Triple H has a pile driver onto the steel steps and rolls The Rock into the ring, and Triple H covers for only a two. JR at this point is just losing his shit. Rock tries for a rock bottom, but it's blocked. Triple H tries for a pedigree, but Rock blocks it with a back body drop over the top rope. Triple H then got some hang time on the back body drop. It looked really impressive. The Rock hits a right hand on Triple H. Triple H flies into the front row. Both men are then fighting through the crowd. Everyone is then mobbing both men uh, as the fans get Triple H's face. <laughs> this is funny as hell. There's a fan that gets in the face of Triple H who's wearing a red bucket hat with uh, no top on it. And Triple H pulls it off and throws it to the ground. <laughs> it was funny as hell. Triple H then... Ra- uh, uh, Rockman suplexes Triple H through the announce table. Vince then attacks Triple H. Shane McMahon then comes back out and attacks with a man with awful punches and then grabs a TV monitor and cracks it across the face of Vince McMahon. Uh, Stephanie then has a shocked look on her face. Vince then gets back to his feet and Vince quickly takes care of Shane with, again, awful-looking punches to the gut. Shane then grabs a steel chair and cracks Vince across the head with it. Vince is dead on the floor. Michael Clark Duncan gets on the face of Shane McMahon and threatens him. Shane threatens him with the chair. <laughs> <laughs> Big ass Michael Clark Duncan. Uh, Vince McMahon is busted open at this point. The Stooges take Vince McMahon to the back. JR says Vince is, JR says Vince is losing blood by the court. 
wasn't wasn't that bad of a cut. No. And if he was losing blood by the court, he would only have four minutes to live. I know, damn. Rock and Triple H and start fighting in the uh, ring. Rock gets multiple punches and a DDT. Uh, a total world slam for a near fall on Triple H. Triple H then hits the Rock with a barbed wire 2x4 across the face of the Rock. Shane then gets in the ring with a chair. And Triple H is catapulted into the Shane. Rock then hits Rock Bottom, but he can't make the cover. Shane grabs the chair. Vince runs back down. Low blows the chain. He falls out of the ring. Oh, God. Vincent grabs a chair and is going to hit Triple H, but then he said he turns on the rock, hits the rock across the face, Triple H makes the cover, and the rock kicks out at two. JR sells it huge, Vincent Man hits a, the rock again across the head, and Earl's Earl Hebner to make the count. Earl pick, uh, Triple H picks up the victory at 38 minutes as garbage is thrown in the ring by fans. <sighs> Would you call this sort of the, the rehash of the Montreal screw job? I mean, it wasn't, but it... I mean, no, I wouldn't necessarily call it the rehash of the Montreal Screwjob, but I think what it was was more like they were trying to make Vince and The Rock the next Vince and Steve Austin. That was never going to happen. No, it was never going to happen because the dynamic is completely different, but that's what they were trying to do because they didn't know when Steve Austin was going to come back. Yep. So, and so, oh god, sorry. And so now we have a the first WrestleMania ever to really end with a heel win. Yeah, I was going to mention that too. Yeah, this is the first WrestleMania that a bad guy won. Well, I mean, Hulk Hogan kind of counts as a bad guy winning at WrestleMania nine, but technically he was supposed to be a face. Yeah. Vince and Stephanie are in the middle of the ring as they hug as more garbage hits the ring. Shane slowly starts to get into the ring, and Vince points to the blood on his face. The rock. And I'll stop there for a second. I gotta say, the visual of the garbage hitting the ring was great. Like, yes, I agree. You should never be throwing shit into the ring. Like, that's not cool. But, man, it helps put over, like, what this dastardly deed has done. Because I always yeah. think of the bash at the beach when vi- when the ring is showered with crap when Hogan turns heel. Yeah, I always think of it as a WCW thing. Uh, as like garbage being thrown in the ring, but yeah, no, it really helped this. Yeah, I, I mean, like, Grant, I'm glad we don't see it anymore. But I mean, it just, it just felt so like this is a perfect metaphor, just how to show how the fans are all f- so angry, and it, you know, obviously wasn't you know planned, I would think, because um, people are assholes and probably do it way beforehand. But I just love the vi- the visual of just cups of trash and garbage and all that stuff raining down in the ring as they hug. The crowd then is going nuts as the rock runs back down. The uh, uh, Vince uh, rock runs down. He rock bottoms Shank Man. He gives one to Vince. And Stephanie checks on Vince. The crowd is going nuts as the rock's eyes are bugged out at this time. And she gets in the rock's face and delivers a huge slap and a she gets rock bottom as well. And then he sets up for the people's elbow. He hits it on Stephanie. As well as JR says, that Jezebel got what's coming to her. Um, I said, well, I didn't care for the McMahon BS. I really enjoyed the match. Uh, it was really good. And Foley, Rock, and Triple H just had a great chemistry with each other. And JR delivering such a great commentary track really helped this match. 
Yeah. Overall, I think it was a good match. I think it ran a little long. It. Yeah. I mean, I was getting really annoyed with the Shane and Vince crap. It's like, I don't care. I don't want the McMahons to be the center of attention. But of course they're going to be. Right. And I also think that Triple H kind of took too much to keep coming back and back and back at points. Yeah. But yeah, so we go off we go off at the event saying, Why did Vince McMahon screw the rock? So um do you want to go through the the star ratings? Yeah, what did uh, the wrestling observer have to say? Alright, so the tag team match with Boss Man and them got a zero I got a quarter star. Oh, okay. The hardcore battle royal got half a star. All right. Al Snow and Steve Blackman. Uh, tag match. Minus one and a quarter stars. I can see that. The Dully Boy, the, the ladder match. Four stars. I think that's fair. The cat fight with Tori and uh, Cat. Minus one star. Somehow... Do you think that the like that should have been more? But do you think because it's wow, it's a woman's match? Well, and also I don't think either of them are trained wrestlers. True. I guess I could be. You don't want to pile on. Uh, the Eddie Guerrero, Dean Malenko versus uh, versus China Too Cool was two and a half stars. Okay. The three way double fall, Benoit Jericho angle match got. Two and three, four stars. I highly disagree with that. Mm. I would say at least a three. Yeah. Rikishi and Road Dog and X Pac. One star. Oh, I, that's generous. I would have said it would have been a dud. Yeah. Main event got three stars. Oh, okay. I mean,. Yep. So the next night on Raw, basically, Vince McMahon just said, Hey, Stephanie's my little girl, and I'm going to do what's best for her, because she's my baby girl. And yeah, that's that's about it. Really uh, stupid. Really, really stupid. Uh, what did you think of the pay-per-view overall, though? Well... I think that the pay-per-view overall was kind of a three-match show. Um, A lot of the undercard was kind of forgettable. Um, But the ladder match, the mid-card belt matches, and then the main event made up for the fact that the other matches were kind of forgettable. Yeah, I mean, this pay-per-view went by really quick. I'll be honest. Of course, when... You know, your main event goes 38 minutes, uh, you know. But yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. I think my favorite match was a, still a triangle ladder match. They just did so many interesting things and just new things that at that time we weren't seeing. I mean, we, we saw a little bit with with uh, No Mercy, but I mean, just I just love that match. It's just so fun to watch. Yeah, um... And I'm excited to see what, um, how, how they're going to ramp things up, basically, because 
some of the things in here were so big that they needed to, I guess, go over the top more. So we'll get into that in the following years. Yes. All right. Well, that is our look at WrestleMania 2000. Next year, or sorry, next time, we review arguably the greatest WrestleMania ever, as many people call it. WrestleMania 17. Steve Austin is back. We get a rematch of WrestleMania 15. Stone Cold versus The Rock. Are you looking forward to it? I'm looking forward to it, not necessarily for the main event, but there are matches in there that I am looking forward to. Um, the TLC match I'm looking forward to. Yep. Triple H versus uh, Undertaker. Yep. Triple H versus Undertaker. Um, and also the Gimmick Battle Royal. Oh, yeah. There you go. That's going to be fun. Now that we've watched all the WrestleManias, it's going to be a lot more fun because I didn't, I didn't appreciate it back then. Well, I mean, a lot of those people never appeared on WrestleMania, although some, many of them did, but, like, we never got the goon. That is true. We never got the goon. <laughs> All right. Well, until next time, I'm Rob. I'm Zach. And thanks for listening. Bye-bye.